And we're live. Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co Skeeter, and along with me as usual are Case and Cole. How are y'all doing? Good. Howdy, y'all. Well, Cole, you kind of started this relationship for us, so I'll let you introduce our guest tonight. It's, he's the GOAT, man. Mickey. Mickey Merritt from 573Ts. Um, I bet a lot of people know of your account, but I guess if they haven't been to the shop for whatever reason, they're finally putting a face to a uh, face to the Twitter account. So what's up, Mickey? How you guys doing? We're good, good man. man. Good, doing good. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Mickey, just kind of kind of tell everybody. Uh, I mean, obviously, 573T, so you run an apparel line with a brick-and-mortar store. But give everybody kind of the rundown of who you are and how you're tied into the Mizzou fandom. All right. So, yeah, my name's Mickey. Uh, I, I own 573T's T-shirt shop online, started online. So, essentially, uh, 2019 – uh, the shortened version is I went to every Mizzou football game, home, away. I went to all of them. So it was it was my first time ever doing that. The reason I was able to do it was I just got let go from my previous job. They gave me a nice severance package, so I, I, I enjoyed it for uh, the few months that I had off. And so uh, we went, me and my wife, city to city. And uh, we did a uh, just a tour of every every town, and in every town we went to, there was like a unique t-shirt shop. And so at the t-shirt shop, you know, you'll have funny tees, unofficial licensed t-shirts, things like that, just quirky items. And I was like, I don't know if Columbia has exactly that. Like if you you know, we have Rally House, we have. Uh, Tiger Spirit, things like that, like the traditional t-shirt shops. And so I said, that'd be cool. And so uh, I, I created some designs. And um, what I did was I wore one to the first home game of the season. And as soon as I got to the game, uh, a lady in our row was like, hey, where'd you get your shirt? And I said, I made it. And she says, I want to buy one. And I said, Okay, and so that day I created my website, everything, and by the time I got to the game next week, the following week, she had purchased a shirt and she wore it to the following game. And so from there, it just kind of took off. COVID happened and it kind of went crazier from there because everybody was at home. And so we had a few shirts blow up and, and the next thing you know, it was like, I could do this full time. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I love that idea. You did. You couldn't find the Mizzou apparel you wanted, so you made your own, and then just marketed yeah. it yourself going to the game. Yeah, I, I wanted something a little different than everybody else had, and so uh, the shirt that I had was the the quarterback T shirt that has all the quarterbacks' names, and so I wore it to Wyoming uh, that year, and I I noticed a lot of people asking me about it, and I seen people point point to it from afar. And I was like, you know, we may be on to something here. So that's what that's what got it going. 
Well, oh man, so you were at you were at the Wyoming meltdown. I was at the Wyoming game. Golly. Great town. Yeah. Uh, great stadium atmosphere. Yeah, awful, I bet. Awful, awful, awful game. Yeah. Um that was, you know, one that that one stings for sure. I mean, that one is is one that I think all Mizzou fans look back at and they're just like, what like what the heck, man? Why yeah, why I, couldn't I, we I win it. that game? And so like I'm I'm pretty much like if you ever notice my Twitter account, I hardly bash coaches or anything like that for for numerous reasons. But I can see I understand why people hated Odom. I get it. Um but Larry was it Roundtree, I think he was a running back that game. He he never fumbled. And he fumbled that game. And it was like, I think it was on the goal line. Mm-hmm. And it's sure like, was. I was like, I mean, it, it's football. That's the kind of stuff. There's no way they should have kept coming back. Like, we should have stopped the bleeding. But it's like, I think that might have been his only lost fumble of his career at Mizzou. Like, it's something, something crazy like that. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's bananas. Yep. That game, uh, I, think, I think that game was just kind of like the start of the end for Odom. Yeah, like it was, the Kentucky sure. game be- year before that really put a yeah. bad taste in I think Stirk's mouth and the fans' mouth, and then come out the next year and lay that egg. It was like Ooh. It, it was too many people at that game, and the Kelly Bryant hype was too high. Yeah, was, good like, point. You're he right. You wasn't, wasn't. He he had too much potential and too much excitement in the program for that game to lose. Then getting ranked that year and then immediately losing to Vanderbilt right after that, get the same oh, week as getting ranked. Dude. Oh, dude, it was it was game over at that point. Rough. Yeah. Sure. That, I mean, that was just like, I don't know. There were so many. And then I remember that season was weird because if I remember correctly, um, you know, we beat Ole Miss. I mean, I'm, I'm going back kind of looking through notes here. Yeah. We beat Ole Miss, off. and there were a couple other losses within the SEC East. And I think after that Ole Miss yep. game, we were atop the, the like standings within the if, SEC East. If we would have won out, we would have won the SEC East from that point forward. Yeah. Even with losing to Wyoming, and whether you're still because we we lost to Wyoming, and then we beat the absolute crap out of West Virginia the next game. We came home and we like we didn't shut them out, but like we basically they only got one garbage time score. Like we basically shut out West Virginia and put forty on them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was at that game, but um, no, it was a weird season because then after that Vanderbilt loss, the wheels really came off. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go a little bit further back, and how did Mickey come to fall in love with Missouri Tigers? All right, so uh, growing up, I grew up in St. Louis County, played North County football. And uh, we we didn't have lights on our field. I think this year, this year, like 2023, they're finally getting lights. Wow. And so we played Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons, 1 o'clock, typically the same time Mizzou plays. So I, I had never seen a Mizzou football game. I couldn't even tell you a player um, up until the 1997 Nebraska Mizzou game, which was a night game, prime time. I sat down, watched the game, heard about the losing streak. Mizzou is winning, and I'm like, I like this. This is cool. I'm riding. And then the flea kicker happens and they lose. And I hurt. And I'm like, I must care. Like I I, I care. <laughs> so that 
that day forward, I was like, that's the best way to become a Mizzou fan is through pain, not through like, yes, holy crap, pure, we're good. I want to ride. You're like, oh, this hurts. Pure crap. Pain. Any, any pain moment after is just like, you know, it could be worse. You know, it could be worse. So, yep. I'm a. I, I was born in the pain. I'm a. Well, I don't know what that line from Bane is in Batman, but I, I'm. I'm with the darkness. Like I'm down. So it don't for matter. real. Yeah, you were. You were molded. Molded by the darkness. I right. I was molded by the darkness. So I'm in no matter what. Yeah. That's right. That, that kind of leads into the second part of this. Like, what we all know, being part of a Mizzou fan, we've all like had to eat those losses. We get our hopes up and we haven't in our lifetime followed through through the promised land. So at some point we've all experienced a big loss, if not many big losses in our span. But what's your worst Mizzou memory? <sighs> That's a great question. So the the loss that that probably hurts the most was this past year at Auburn. Yeah. So and the re I'll give you I'll give you behind the scenes. I'm at the game. I'm I'm sitting front row at Auburn in front of the alumni band. Okay. I'm I'm leading the band. I'm I'm directing the band. I'm doing everything, having a great time. It's one of the best atmospheres in college football. It was great. Phenomenal. I'm talking smack. They're talking smack back. It's, it's really good. We're winning. or uh, We're lining up to take the lead with Mevis. Uh, full disclosure, I have Mevis on an NIL deal, okay? And so, and I'm going to take part blame for this loss. This, nobody, <laughs> nobody has ever heard this story, okay? Nobody. Uh, Mevis lines up to kick. When he lines up to kick, I load Twitter and I have a link to his web, his web page, like like in the drafts, ready to go. Like I'm ready to hit six <laughs> as soon as this ball goes through. And so like I'm waiting, and I watch the kick. And from where I was sitting, I didn't know if it was good or not. And then my wife is like, "He missed." I'm like, whoa, whoa, no way. <laughs> and she's like, and I hear and I hear Auburn fans start screaming. And I'm like, no way. And so I wasn't able to send the link. Oh, and no. uh, and so, you know, then you know what happens with the, the fumble and stuff like that. So that probably was the most impactful loss. Um, but most of the other ones, like I was at the South Carolina game where the uh the ball hit the upright or whatever. To me, those are great games. I love it. I, I think those games are great. Like I, I, uh, I, I, I like to be entertained. So it's I don't wear them too hard, but that was the one that got me. That's, I get it. I get it being that close. I get it being having having like a relationship with me of this. Uh, yeah, buddy. I I actually had a buddy who I just got into Mizzou. He was texting back and forth, and he goes, "Is this fat kicker gonna miss?" And I was like, "Whoa!" I said, "That's my boy Mevis, and he never misses." And then <laughs> he missed, and he was like, "Does it really? Are you saying that?" I was like, "No, dude, I'm sorry." Like, he, obviously, he needs some sort of redemption this year. I hope that the games that are played this year don't come down to that. But 
if he doesn't have like one of those iconic redeeming moments that he's going to wear that on his jersey like yeah. that that will be like part of his legacy while he's here unfortunately like it really is unfortunate and it, but I, it see, is I, I agree i think i think the georgia game if we would have if we would have won that georgia game last year yep. i think he had like five field goals or something like that like he yep. he he kicked his tail off yep I, if we win that game i think he clears his now like that would have been the one yes and since since we did it he still needs to to come through with a with a big one for us, and I think I think he will. I've right, and like if had we won that game, had he hit the one against Auburn, um, twenty let him, let's see twenty twenty one, the uh, you know he had some big kicks against Arkansas. Like we'd be like, dude, this is money, me, this man. Like yeah. he's just got multiple you know game winners or you and know high pressure fence. situations. He hit a big game tying one to go to overtime versus Boston College. We just forget about that because we threw we a pick did. immediately. We but did. He, did he did a long yeah. field goal to get us, even did. get us OT in that one. So like yeah. he's actually that. that's that was the problem was we didn't expect it to happen against Auburn, and when it did, that's what that's what sent us all into a hizzy. Yeah, because he's been so money, you know, before that. Yeah, he's gonna have a big year, I think. Oh, he's great. He's still a great kicker. He's yeah. not. He's just really, really, really. We really got mazooed. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, wait till you see him. Wait till you see him. Honestly, Mickey, I hope his big year is 300 for 300 on extra point attempts and he doesn't have a single field goal attempt all year. 100%. We need, 100%. We'll need a field goal at some point. <laughs> the clock will be running out or something. Well, what is your favorite Mizzou moment, like your, your biggest win for you? Uh, probably the Henry Josie A&M game. That was a solid. Uh, that was a good one. I was there for that one. Um, and then on the basketball side, I was at. I'm old, guys. Um, uh, I was at the Christian Moody free throw game when he missed a free throw. So I was at that one. That was like my first really big basketball game. So those are probably my favorite uh, uh, memories. At, at the games, and so those are the ones I like. Yeah, the A and M one is an absolute, like, yeah, top moment. That was yeah, insane. it was great. Going on the field, it was, it was, it was great. That was a good one. You you get to pick a national title for Mizzou in one sport and one sport only. What sport are you picking? Basketball. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, you took me by surprise. I thought it was for sure. I feel like football, everyone says but... football, but basketball I, yeah. really. I mean, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll say why. Um, if if this was on Twitter, like if I was tweeting and I was somebody was asking me, I would type football because football makes way more sense. It's logical for me. It's something that nobody outside of Missouri fans would ever expect, right? So football would be what I would type. But if you ask me what would make me feel the best, it would be basketball because then I can shut people up from Kansas about never being good at basketball. <laughs> and that's the only reason why it would matter to me. Because I, So I lived in Kansas City for about five, six, seven years, something like that, and I worked on state line. Ooh, and yeah. so I would get Kansas people in, 
and I could tell exactly when they walked in, they were from Kansas. And I would get Missouri people in. I could tell exactly when they walked in, they were from Missouri. And so I like, I like the Missouri people way more. Like, it wasn't even about sports. Like, I just didn't like the Kansas people at all. And so I wanted nothing but them to lose. So here's some more, some more tea that nobody knows. I didn't like the Chiefs for the longest time because Kansas fans rooted for the Chiefs. And so I wanted them to – I wanted Kansas fans to be miserable for, <laughs> forever. Like, I, I didn't want them to enjoy success. I, don't, I didn't want them to enjoy anything. Preach. Like, like I, I, I hated them. So that's that, – I would say basketball just for the fact that I could tell people I know in Kansas City and in the Kansas area that Mizzou got one. That and I mean the the basketball one is like I mean don't get me wrong football's like this too but with the NCAA tournament it's a journey like you get yes. multiple memorable moments yes. like moments during that journey that you know for sure like it's and it's all eyes on you like football is huge in the south um, like I would like to win the SEC like I think that that'd be huge for Missouri mm-hmm. uh, but the national championship in basketball would be will be amazing. To me, the basketball one just seems more obtainable, right? Like, it feels like we can go on a run in March better than we can. I mean, yeah, look at the Final Four we just had. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, Bas- Basketball is way more attainable, and there are people who think that Mizzou should go all in on NIL for basketball. Not I mean, fan-wise, I should say. I love fan Yeah, I love football. It's my favorite. It's my favorite sport growing up, but you think about it, the coach in place, he's got a lot of momentum behind him. I can see how people would say that, you know, wanting to put all behind Gates, go get his guys. And you're right. What do you need? Like, you need four really good dudes in basketball. In That's football, it. you need, you need 22 really good you need dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you need and good, yeah. And, yeah. And good coordinators and good, yeah. you know, game strategies. You and, need a good coach. You need two good assistants in basketball. And yeah. you need just five dudes. dudes. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. In football, you gotta have five dudes on the O line just to start. And then <laughs> yeah. let's not even talk about getting a QB, getting a running back, you know what I mean? Getting linebackers. It's it's sure. way more obtainable. Yeah, I think so. I, I wanna see it. I'll 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 take I'll take either though. Yeah. We're kinda kinda piggybacking right there off your hate for KU the other day. I, I live in uh northwest Arkansas and I was on the interstate going to work and there was an SUV had with their blinker to merge over and I looked on their back glass and had a KU sticker, which is not very common around here, but I sped up to the car in front of me just so they had to wait for me to go by before they could get over to pass. Yeah. I don't, so I don't, the hate I don't is know, real. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, so my, <laughs> uh, my daughters, I got two daughters and when we go, we occasionally go into Kansas and we'll go to like Nebraska furniture mart or something. And so we'll pop over and as soon as they get out the car, they spit. There you go. Yeah, they got it. They got All it. All right. So. Good deal. Good deal. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, this being the woods, water, Mizzou, we've covered the Mizzou part. Do you have anything outdoors that really draws your interest, hunting, fishing, or in, any outdoor activities? Yeah, I do. I do, surprisingly. So, shout out to Cole, right? I, I, uh, I go float. I float once a year. Heck yeah. So that's my outdoors. I go I go on a float trip with my guy friends. 
we've been doing it for about 15 so years, guys from college. And so every uh, end of July, we, we get on the river. So I think last year, maybe two years ago, I saw Cole post, hey, get these Crocs. They're great for floating, mm-hmm. right? So I did. Like he's influencer Cole. I I go get some Crocs. I'm, I'm wearing them right now, dude. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> so I grab these Crocs because every year I go floating. I'm always trying to find a perfect water shoe type deal. Some people say wear tennis shoes. Some people say wear these. You know, you know the water shoes at Walmart. And so I would just always bring you know old shoes and things like that. I brought them Crocs. They fall off. They float. There they float. Hey, hand me my croc right there. Right, right. Dump, you dump the rocks really easy. I mean, it's great. So we we get out there once a year. Uh, this year actually is the first year we're going to do a cabin. I think we're uh, we're kind of uh, a little bit too old to be intense right now. <laughs> okay, so you guys are you guys aren't just doing a day float then, huh? Uh, well, we go down Friday, have a good time Friday have a too good of a time Friday and then Saturday we'll float all day. And so we get on the river, we get on the river. We used to get on like eight. Now I think we get on at nine. And as soon as we, as soon as we get on, we, we, we lose our paddles. We don't, we don't have any paddles. And so, uh, we literally just ride the water and wherever we go, we go. Yeah. Wherever the river wants to take you. That's it. That's dope. I like that, man. So that's, that's my, that's my outdoor story. We're, I don't do a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of other stuff, but that's I, I go floating. But nothing wrong with floating, man. That's a Missouri tradition. I yeah. love it. I love it. It's a good time. What's that? What river do y'all float? I have no idea. Perfect. It's down in Steelville. Okay. I've been on that one. I know exactly what you're talking about. Is it the Merrimack? Maybe? No, I no, no. I know where it is. It's, the last one I floated was that too. I think it's like the cool the Piney. No, it's like the Couture. I don't know. C O U R T O I S or something like that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I have one question on the uh, back to just a little bit of Mizzou stuff. We we're all texting about this today, and uh, Skeeter was asking what you know, what um, other questions that we want to ask our guests. One thing I want to know is who, out of all the sports, out of all sporting events you've watched, who's your favorite Tiger of all time? Hmm. That's a loaded question. So, um, my favorite Tiger of all time is Marcus Denman. That's a good one. That's that's just my that what he did against Kansas that year was amazing. Yeah. Um, but the guys like there was a a, a, a question like that in our chat, and um, I tend to like the under recruited guys the most mm-hmm. so like i i said i like in football or offense i like kendall blanton the backup tight end yeah and uh i liked uh andrew gatchkar he's a little bit older he's a linebacker he ended up going to the pros yeah um, played for my so, cowboys yeah he played for the cowboys and he was like my favorite player because he was like a two-star kid yeah worked hard from kansas and missouri like he, like all those things that lined up Yep. And so I like those guys. And that's one of the things that has kind of been affected to me with the transfer portal is you lose a little bit of those stories. Yep. Um, because, you know, I follow a guy recruiting for since he's a junior, junior in high school to when he's a senior and 
in college, I mean, that's, I feel like I'm invested in them. Mm -hmm. But the, the portal kind of makes everything like a transactional. It's like, we got this guy, you know, he's coming here from, from Oral Roberts. Here comes this kid. It's his fourth school in four years or five years or whatever. And you just hope he, hope he wins game. He's like a mercenary. And yeah. So, Hey, win some games for us, and then we'll, you know, if you win a lot, we'll love you, but if not, where's the next one? So that's kind of how I feel with the portal. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of turned into, like, free agency in the NFL where you could, guys are like, one-year prove-it deals. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's exactly what it is. And that was kind of the reason you kind of fall in love with college football is the opposite of that, is you're right. You find a guy from your hometown and goes to the big D1 school, and you can root for him the whole way through. The whole way through. And nowadays, those kids either leave or they get pushed out by coaches because they're trying to get, you know, a four or five star in there that, you know, he just made it home for. I get that. I totally agree. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to roll off that right there because I feel like the transport portal has shortened the shelf life of coaches. And because you can get a coach and he can do the transfers and within a year or two, have a pretty stout program. Uh, you know, kind of look at what Pupil's done at Tennessee, but there's there's been a lot of talk after last season that this is a big year for drink. And we're going to discuss this once we let you go. But before we let you go, I just want to ask, like, you don't have to answer this because I know you got a business to run. So you, you, you have to look at it a little bit different from just a fan. But is there a certain win number that drink needs to reach this year to cool that talk off for you. He he needs to go twelve and zero. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, what I what I want to see from him, and it's I'm a I, like you said, I run a business, and, but it's a little bit different. I look at it a little bit different than a lot of people. Um. I want to see him build a program. Um, I know he recruits well. He gets highly touted guys, but I don't know what what they want to do with these highly touted guys. Like, to me, there's no reason to have Luther Burden, for example, and we're going to run the ball 49 times a game, you know, and throw it three. Like, to me, like, what kind of what kind of team does he actually want, and is he recruiting guys to fit his actual team and his plan? And so I think that's what the first few years has separated him, and like the guy at K State, Kleiman, or Gary Pinkle. Like they, I think they built their programs on you know whether it's toughness or you know we're gonna we're gonna do this on offense or we're gonna be like this on defense. I don't know if the players we're bringing in are fit or if they're just highly touted guys and we hope they fit. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, can he build a program? I don't know if the number of wins is, is it matters. Obviously a bowl game will be minimum, but I don't say seven or eight or anything like that. If we go 12 and 0, then uh, it better be 14 and 0 or there's gonna be a lot of upset fans. Yeah, if we go if, if, if we go twelve and zero, I'm gonna suit up at nose tackle for one game. One, <laughs> one, one, one snap, 
One snap. One snap. That's you it. and you and Realist gonna have a hand in the dirt, huh? I was gonna say, huh? I was saying, sneak into your boy Realist's uniform <laughs> yeah. for a snap. Hey, they need to put Realist at fullback for for a couple play. They need to goal line package. package. Yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, he's looking good. Mevis is looking good. Like I, they've been in the shop. They're working hard. They uh, they're 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 their builds have have definitely changed. They look they looking real good. It's awesome. Good deal. Man, think about Realist, dude. He's just gotten from the day he came on campus, every every season he's gotten just mounds better. Like, hey, he's he's ready. You know what I mean? Man. He's ready. He is he's developed so well. He might be the best case of development on the team. Yeah, he, he definitely he's ready. He's gonna have a big He's year. a stud now. Yeah. Well Mickey, do you wanna uh, plug yourself, plug your shop, uh tell everybody where they can go get merch because you you've redesigned a, a shirt for us and you're you're awesome man you're awesome thank you yeah yeah give me a shout um check me out 573tees.com we also have a uh a, a brick and mortar store downtown columbia <coughs> excuse me in the alley alley a my my for now we, we're in the talks of maybe doing some different things here soon so. what hang on we'll a second see. we'll see we'll you see. better let me know so i know where to come find you i will all right, good. Alley, Alley A, that's been home. It's been great, but we're we're growing, so it's good. We'll see. It's awesome. And you're you're very active on Twitter too. And uh, what's your what's your handle on Twitter there? Handles at five seven three T's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All right, man. We we greatly appreciate you coming on. We're gonna let you go because you got some guys to go dunk on. You was telling us pre-show. Hey, I, I play like uh, who, who? Who's my game more like? Uh, I'm trying to think of a Mizzou player who. My game is like Mitchell Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking some ill-advised threes. And <laughs> they may go in, and they may not. We'll see. <laughs> That's so funny. That's exactly what I remember him for too. <laughs> He's right. a good player, but that's that's the one thing hey, I, that's what I mostly remember. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Man, we, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, look forward to having you back on in in the future. Um, maybe after some really big Mizzou moments, and you can be uh, doing some merch drops on here with us. That sounds good. You guys have a, a good thing going. I, I appreciate your time. Of course, yeah, we appreciate it, Mickey. All right, thank you. Have a good one, man. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. See you, brother. All right, fellas. Well, Mr. Mickey is awesome. Uh, glad to have him on that. That's really kind of the first segment of Summer in Front of the Fan, which we've kind of hinted on here before. You know, it's kind of slow season, so we – we got to create a little bit of content ourselves and put the tweet out that uh, we're going to start inviting uh, listeners to come on. And he was the first one to reach out to us. So, and we've, we've got a few more lined up, but I'm, I'm excited for that part going into the next few weeks here. Uh, just getting, Mizzou fans a little bit more out there and kind of I like hearing the different generations how they became a Mizzou fan why they're a Mizzou fan and all that yeah absolutely 
also man just having someone who does like so much cool stuff for like the fan base like uh i don't want to blow too much smoke up his you know tail like but he, he really is my favorite uh like t-shirt clothing supplier of all the mizzou stuff like he makes yeah. the best designs he's he's personable he's i mean you walk into a shop if you've never been into a shop you absolutely should he walk in you just treat you like family and he does I've sent I've sent my dad to him to do stuff for his business and I mean yeah he's just very very creative great business owner uh, super nice guy we've met up at I don't know all over the place just good dude and he's a very very good one to have uh, kick off this new you know little segment for the summer absolutely yeah well let, let's get rolling into a little bit of Mizzou news uh, basketball news for the week Michael Porter Jr. NBA champion uh, had a double double there in the game clinching game five or series clinching game five. So, congrats to him. Uh, it, it's awesome to see Mizzou Tigers in the league. Wish we would have a little bit more Mizzou game tape with him, but hey, if that's what we got right now, we'll take it, right? Yep. It's good for the program. That's right. Yeah. Dude, the people that were like, oh, did he even play at Mizzou or. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Um, he did go to Mizzou. He wore a Mizzou uniform. Um, but, you know, the injuries plagued him. Injury bug got him. And there's not anything that anyone can do about that. Um, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he still claims Mizzou. So there's uh, there's no reason not for, you know, for us to not celebrate it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And then baseball, uh, some really – it kind of went under the radar, but I feel huge news in case I believe you do too. Yeah. Uh, pitching coach, Tim Jamison. Uh, and that's just not a pitching coach. That is, yeah. I mean, let me, that's like if Gary Pinkle came back to be drinks offensive coordinator. Yes. Like that, he is the best coach in Mizzou baseball history outside of, um, Whoever we want to go in the sixties. Yeah, I knew his name and I, I I slipped it. But Tim Jamison in the modern era is the best coach in Mizzou baseball history. And when he left, everyone was con- concerned what would happen happened. So him coming back is gigantic. Yeah. Um, he had, yeah, he had a record. Well, he was the head coach from nineteen ninety five to two thousand sixteen. Compiled a record of six hundred ninety eight wins, five hundred sixty five losses, and two ties. Uh, so he was a hundred over a hundred games over 500. And I think we would, we would take that for a program right now. And he's not even the head coach, but he has relationships with high school coaches throughout the state. And, you know, he's been around and he's going to help coach Jackson too, because, you know, this is coach Jackson's biggest program to be head coach of. And so he, he's got somebody he can fall back on in his corner that can really help him guide the program where it needs to go. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a great advisor to have for sure. Sorry, yeah. Case, go ahead. No, I just say, think about the biggest thing we're afraid of right now or we're worried about is there's not enough funding going into baseball. Who better to have on your staff to go talk to those, like, you know, boosters than the best coach in, you know, in recent history? Like, that's an absolute ace in the hole. You know what I mean? You can go yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm back pitching coach and I developed Scherzer. So, you know, the, maybe the greatest player in Mizzou baseball history. 
I mean, I think this is a great move. I'm very excited about this. Over the moon. Might help us on some of that uh, NIL money, too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then football, the the news I have on it is the SEC opponents for next year was released tonight. Uh, our home games include Arkansas, Auburn, OU, and Vandy. And we're on the road at Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. Uh, honestly, I feel like that's a, a a fair schedule. And when you when I looked at everybody else's schedule, like I don't feel anybody got handed a cakewalk. What What are y'all's thoughts of that? I personally, I love the schedule. Uh, yeah, it's not a cakewalk, but there's not gonna be no cakewalks in the SEC. It's why it's the SEC. Yeah. Uh, but I do love this. We get Arkansas at home, which we were due for because if we didn't, they get two on the they get two uh, at home against us. So that's good. I love getting OU at home. I I hate Texas. I hate OU, but OU I have a. They go back to the Big Eight days. That's been a long time rival, and they'll tell us they've owned us in that series. Um, but man, getting them back at first year, getting them at Faro, the fan base is going to go crazy for this one. This I think this atmosphere is going to be better than Georgia last year when we get this game. Yeah, it Dude. it definitely should be. I mean that's. Like you said, that that rivalry, not rivalry, I guess. Cause, yeah, we've yeah, got I, a trophy. It's a trophy game. That's true. Um, it goes way back, um, and you're right. The, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. I'm already, when I saw it today and I saw OU on the schedule, I was like, we're going to get killed at work that day just from like – because it's, it's within like reasonable flying distance, so like anybody that has a private airplane that wouldn't want to fly into the game, um, that's like a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Um but yeah, it. Uh, I was kind of surprised by you know they kept the two the two that we were due were Arkansas at home and Vanderbilt at home, you know we were due those so I'm glad that they kind of you know retained those. Uh, the Auburn one surprises me for sure, um, but that, other than that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good with it. The <laughs> the comment on the cakewalk thing, you're absolutely right. It's the cakewalk days in the SEC are, are done. Like nobody's going to get a favorable schedule. Uh, even I have the other uh, SEC opponents pulled up here, unless you were going to get into that parks heater. Well, I mean, I I wasn't going to go through everybody's schedule, but uh, when I did see Alabama's, uh, <laughs> I I really kind of have the thought in the back of my mind, like. I would be surprised if Nick Saban don't retire after this year, especially if they win the Natty. Dude, that's a going to Tennessee, going to Norman, going to Baton Rouge. Um, Georgia at home. Georgia at home, Auburn at home. They got to host the mighty Missouri Tigers at home. Um, Yeah, dude, that's. What about, did you see Texas' schedule? uh, Yeah. They they got Michigan non-con. That's tough, man. Texas, That's tough. Texas is going to get beat down year one of the SEC. They are yeah. going to. I don't know if they'll make bull eligibility. Oh, man. They got to go to A&M. They got to go to Kyle Field. And that just like us with OU, A&M, even probably bigger. That's their, that's their KU to them. Oh, Dude, yeah. you know they are out for blood at Kyle Field. Yeah, that, that's going to be college game day, SEC, you know, yeah. all that stuff, dude. That one will have, I think even like, Regardless of what uh, 
what the teams are even, you know, playing like at that point. That one's so overdue that it's yes. it's gonna be, you know. It's, well, yeah. not to mention, oh no, we get twenty twenty five. We start playing KU. So I was gonna say we we get KU in twenty twenty four, but no, it's not till twenty five. Man, at first I was kind of like upset with Texas coming over just because just because they're the ones that messed up the whole Big Eight and you know and then ruined the yes. Big Twelve for us. Uh, but man, getting to play like OU again, like it really is like drawn up some memories to me of like the old Big Twelve days. So I'm I'm actually kind of hyped they're here. Uh, I don't really care what Texas, but o, OU being here is exciting for me. Like I'm even in basketball. If you remember, uh, Norm Norm hated OU. Like it was mm-hmm. one of his teams. Him and um, their coaches just never got along. And I kind of hope we renew that rivalry with two with Dennis because there's yeah. some great Norm anti OU highlights out there. Well, and one thing that I I mean, the only game that I wish we could have retained um, was either Florida or Kentucky. If we, you know. If for the listeners, if you go back to the pick three, that's one of the two that I wanted. Um, so a little disappointed I didn't get that. You guys called it though. You guys called the uh, the OU one. So kudos to you guys. I'm anxious to see though um, when we do play OU in 24. We know damn good and well that OU's been dipping into the Kansas City area for oh, talent for years. Yeah. So that'll be a big um, that'll be a big game and a big matchup to hopefully kind of reestablish a little territory um and and let some of these players know that have gone there um that you know they may <laughs> they make the the right decision hopefully that you know we can we can get one on them and Absolutely. i mean burden man burden was committed to you um so that'll yeah. be another exciting thing i just i just kind of realized that now keep in mind that this is just kind of a one-year deal that they're doing the schedule and it's going to give them another year to figure out exactly how they're going to do the sec schedule going forward uh so just because we have like ou arkansas vandy next year that don't necessarily mean that's going to be every year we get them no Uh, the vandy one absolutely but i do think i do think this was a sign that ou and arkansas be riding with us I, whatever happens, they're gonna want to keep the Arkansas thing together. I know they act like it's not. They act like it's not a rivalry because they keep losing, but uh, it's heated. Just go on any Mizzou fans Twitter poll, and you'll see an Arkansas fan attack them at some point. Dude, it's every single day. I, every single day. I was trying to talk as like as to a K State fan, an Arkansas fan jumped in out of nowhere. Like it's just right. It what is, are you doing? Exactly. Uh, and the OU one is already a trophy game. And it's a real – no offense to our friends over other Columbia. That was a, kind of a forced trophy game. The OU one is a real trophy game. The Peace Pipe's real. It's on the old NCAA video games. So uh, <laughs> that's how it's – you know, it's real in my book. But it's it's two, it's two good Big 12 teams from had actual history. you got to keep them together. That third team, though, it could be anyone. It could be – yeah, it could be Kentucky. It could be South Carolina. It could be Florida. It could be Vandy. Like I, I chose Vandy because because we lose them sometimes, and we're the only school that loses to Vandy. And I was like, well, yeah. that's in Vandy's favor, right? <laughs> they right. beat us sometimes, so no. There's a, but I, I definitely think we're riding with at least Arkansas and OU. Yeah, that's a. I don't know though. I, the Auburn ones, that'll be a, a, a kind of a good revenge game to get them in Columbia. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be in Columbia. Um, Como. Yeah, after. it'd be interesting to see what their program looks like at that point in time, right? Because like 
uh, I think you said it with with the transfer portal. You can really, or Skeeter said, you can really rebuild a team quickly. You they may have sucked last year, but give them this year to get better. They may be back up in their old ways by then, or they could have gone spiraled further down. So, well, I mean, you, you just look at what Hugh Freeze was able to do at Ole Miss, and I believe there's a little bit better facilities and uh, money behind the Auburn program than Ole Miss, and that's not a shot at Ole Miss. Just no, it's just uh, true. Yeah. Auburn's just got a little bit bigger following, so. If he can really utilize the money to his advantage, I think watch out because he he's got a record uh, on the field. We all know his record off the field, but <laughs> right. on the field he's he's got results without much. And now he's this is the most he's had in his arsenal to help him get the players in the program he needs. Yeah, um, I agree. Dude, Auburn, I mean, you guys are talking about that. I'm just, this is all fresh to me, and I haven't really kind of sat down and looked at it. Auburn's got a freaking gauntlet too, man. And this, you know, this goes back to what we were just talking about, how, you know, the SEC is no slouch. At home, Auburn gets Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, Vandy. They go to Bama, to Georgia, (laughs) to Missouri, and to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Dude, the, the, everyone, everyone's getting one of these schedules. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everyone's getting one of these schedules. And like you, when you get even down to brass tacks, even Vanderbilt's better. Like they're not the old Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? They're right. They're beating they took Florida. two out of three. Yeah, they beat Florida and Kentucky. Exactly. That's something, that's something we didn't do. So. Exactly. We'll beat them <laughs> though. Um, one of my workers, coworkers today, uh, when the schedule come out, he's a big OU fan, and. First thing he said when he answered the phone, he goes, "Well, I guess when you go to the big leagues, you just got to step in and play the big boys, don't you?" <laughs> SEC, like you know, there there's no off years. Uh, oh, screw you all, East fans from 2013 and 14. There ain't no such thing as a down year in SEC. Right, you earn that, uh, and and that's part of being in this conference. What makes it so great? It's what makes it. A lot of heartache and a lot of coaches getting fired and whatnot, but I mean, it, it's the best conference for a reason. Yep. Uh, I mean, I bring that. I said to a lot of people, I have friends coming out of town, and like, when you go to a zoo game, I'm like, well, why? And I'm like, because this is the NFL light. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like y'all know what you're doing other than town. It's got the Como because the SEC is a different ball game. Like, you're used to the watching, NFL you know. G-League. Ex- 100%. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand who's coming to town every week in these games. Like, it is absolute powerhouses after powerhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. You the national championships, the NFL draft, like, it's SEC top heavy, and it's not even close. Yeah. And it only got stronger. And I, I believe Texas Know You coming to the conference is going to help us, you know, keep players. Like the Big Ten's not going to be as sexy as the Big Twelve or as the SEC. The Big Twelve's definitely not going to be sexy anymore. The Pac Twelve is going to be sexy yeah. anymore. You know, uh, who knows what's going to happen to the ACC? Because I guarantee you, Clemson and Florida State. If they can get out of there and get it in some of these, you know, one of these mega conferences, they're gone. They're going to be the next ones to come in the SEC. Yeah. And then Uh, I heard rumbles that, uh, 
who I don't know if either of you guys saw it the other day, but it was Arizona and Colorado. Was Arizona, or was it Arizona State? No, Arizona and Colorado are going to the Big, going 12. Big 12. Yeah. yeah. And they made it sound like that was a done deal from Colorado's standpoint. That's kind of crazy, man. That's what, yeah. Oh, Neon Dion. This is not Missouri related, except for if you hate Colorado like I do because what they've done to us in the past. But, um, man. Dion is going to be so boomer bust. Like, oh yeah, I, I can't see it go. I can, I can see him going. I can see him winning ten games. I can see him winning two games. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I really, I can't figure out which one. I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah, he's taking a huge step, <laughs> a huge step in you know the level level of competition. Yeah, yeah. Is it it's Jackson State? Uh, uh, Arden Walker that transferred from Mizzou there yep. is not even projected to be starting. Uh, he's going to be rotational, and it's like it's early. He's from Colorado, so yeah. uh, getting to be home, family, and probably got some nil money thrown at him. So yeah, you can't can't hate on him for those decisions. But uh, other football news is St. Louis Pizza Emos uh, picked up Luther Burden, so. Luther's pretty heavy in the food industry. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Big food guy. Right to the poor folk, you know. I'm always about pizza and chips. <laughs> Those Try chips me. are fire. I live in Kansas City. They don't sell them over here. I have to Amazon them from some dude in St. Louis, who who charged me a fee for them. But uh, are you sure? How much did he charge you? Uh, it's fifteen bucks for three bags, free shipping. I get them overnight though. Okay, that's not bad. That's what, yeah. Another five dollars bag isn't you yeah. know, great, but uh, unless Cole, you want to start sending them to me? I can't. Um, I still haven't had any. I'm about to I go also, tomorrow and get some before work. Two emos in Kansas City. I'm not trying to be a STL hater. I do not care for St. Louis style pizza whatsoever. Um, but my wife very much likes it, so we may have to pick one up so just to support my boy. Emos, yeah. I think last time I had it, we're driving back from Florida. We had to go through St. Louis, and she was like, please let us stop at Emo's. <laughs> Did she sound like that? Yeah, that's how she, that's how she, that's how she sounds. That's what my wife sounds like. <laughs> I just kind of thought of this, but Mickey was talking about wait till we see Mavis and Realis, how much different they look compared to last year. Luther, where he was sitting in the car announcing the Emo's deal, like he went from looking like a teenager to a man. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they've done off-season program, but <laughs> they've been having crawfish boils, man. They put yeah. it on Twitter the other day. They've been, that is actually pretty they've sick. They've beating them dudes good. Well, also, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, he was on Gabe uh, Gabe Diarman's podcast when he first got uh, signed before he ever started a game. He never worked out in high school. He just, you know, some programs just don't like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so imagine, imagine he went from not working out at all. To a full year cycle of SEC weight room time, like, yeah. dude, I I don't want to get too hyped, but like, I think Luther and playing the slot now, which is a way more natural position for him. Man, I'm I think Lou's gonna do big things. Lou's gonna uh, go off. Yeah, it, just gotta get him the damn ball. Dead gummit, is it football season yet? I know. <laughs> I'm so tired of just. We're gonna get into that, but uh, the last thing before we get in hypotheticals or, or whatnot going into our season preview. Uh, go ahead and talk the recruiting news there, Cole. 
Well, I mean, it's nothing too crazy. They hosted one of two, I guess, major, um, this one kind of being semi-major recruiting events um, this weekend. A ton of recruits. I'm not even going to go through and name them all, but the one that obviously stood out the most, if you're on Twitter, is uh, James Madison, uh, the Prez, I believe is he calls himself. Um, this dude, I was just saying this before the pre-show. He is the biggest recruiter as a non-commit to the school that I've ever seen. Like he's he's mentioning Ryan Wingo, uh, Williams, they're out of Kansas City, the end out of Kansas City. All these other guys that are like, you know, taking pictures and posting pictures of the official visits and things of that nature. And he's like, you know, hey, what's the word kind of deal? And I'm like, dude, what's what's the word with you? Are you even committed yet? Yeah, and, for real. I was like, you better come here. <laughs> right. And if he, I mean, I also said this before the pre-show that right now it's just kind of, you know, free advertising. But it seems like he's going to come. Four-star, uh, four-star wide receiver out of uh, Texas, I believe, right? But he's, he's from... He's, he's got family here. He's, uh, in, he's in Florida at uh, one of those big schools IMG, down there. But, that's right. Yeah, he's got Missouri ties because he mentions Missouri as home a lot in his posting. Well, we've seen that with Kalen and Daniel Kalen out of <laughs> Nebraska. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> but, no, it does seem like James Madison is uh, in a whole different boat as far as his excitement for the program. Yeah. Something but, happened to that, that visit day last weekend. He won him over hard. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because and, he was like a lock to Louisville before that. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't the even rivals, realize that. The Rivals Louisville site was like, yep, yeah, 100%. He's a, he's, a, he's a Cardinal. Mm. But that's before he's going on, on his next visit. He's going to visit somewhere else, too. He's got one more visit coming up. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> yeah. You guys know who that's from, right? That's a Lee Corso. Or at Corso. I've been playing the old NCAA games. Oh, Corso, man. Not yeah. so fast, my friend. Yeah, I mean, so that was one um, last weekend. That was one big one uh, for the recruiting events. And then the third weekend, I think it's the 23rd through the 25th or 24th, 25th, something like that, uh, is the really, really big one where um, Wingo and a couple of the other, you know, big recruits that were really trying to get on campus or, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get within the program or uh, coming to visit, so. Like we said a couple weeks ago or last week, June's a busy, busy month. June is busy. Nicole, we're we're going to find out just how committed you are to Mizzou and the podcast because uh, during that recruiting weekend, I believe your wife is going to be right there teetering on <laughs> the addition of life into the family. And Dude, she could bust through that door here grow. any second. I don't know. I'm I'm sitting in the garage and we yeah we had another appointment today and. It's any day now, so yeah, we we need uh, you at Toro that weekend and plug in the pod and plug in Mizzou and she's got a, a doctor staff and everybody at the hospital. Her and the baby. That'll that'll go over like a fart in the wind if I miss that. That ain't gonna happen. I was uh, when we had our daughter. I was elbows deep into an engine of a case uh, or no, excuse me, an international harvester H that I had pulled the entire top of the engine off of and uh, covered in antifreeze, covered in oil, trying to you know get everything straightened out here. And my phone rings, and I wipe myself off, and I answer it, and my wife's like, hey, my water broke. And I was just like, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I get in my truck, and my truck had no gas in it, and so I had to go get gas and then go get her. Got to the hospital, this is COVID times, masked up, reek of like motor oil. <laughs> 
Golly, it was all dude. over my, my t-shirt. I was a hoot and a half. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I don't know, and I'm literally just like trying to go about life the best that I can. Um, but you know, anytime like she has contraction or something like that, I'm like on standby. I'm like, are we going now? <laughs> so no, but we're. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to be here. Um, you guys know, of course, some of our listeners know as well how it is with the newborn. So. I will do my best to be here. Uh, you do what you do, comes. buddy. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I know you guys can hold it down without but me if I gotta miss it. During football season, you got you got two tickets, right, in the end zone. Well, um, are we scanning my daughter into the game? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was like, you know, take your older one with you, and so you know, yeah, that's the she's plan. Out of, your, out of the wife's hair, and that's then, right. Like, that's what I'm thinking. That's the plan. Um, I've already got my shift switched for the opening day. Shit, my daughter's five now, so I feel like I need to at least maybe get her general admission ticket when I start going to these games. Okay, this is a real question I have for you, like dad to dad. Like, were you getting your kid in like beforehand, like without so a ticket? two and under is free? Um, but yeah, they look like they're two and under when you put them on your shoulders and you just scan your ticket and walk in. My kid is will be will be three right before it. The, her birthday is right after the season starts. So I wonder. You said it's right after the season ends. Is that what you said? Starts. Her birthday yeah. no yeah. ends. Ends ends. Ends. Yeah, it's the, yeah the beginning of basketball season. That's what you said. Um, so yeah, no, um, yeah, my daughter's been. She's attended, but not counted towards the attendance. A few she times. She'll go so, stadium. If the university wants to come after me for like $25, go for it. Go for it. Do your <laughs> thing. Well, fellas, we're all 12 weeks away from kickoff on Thursday night against South Dakota State. Uh, we're getting close to an hour on this episode, so we're probably going to end this one here. But next week we'll have some more interviews for uh, Summer in Front of the Fan, but we're going to start getting pretty heavy into the preview of the football season, kind of go over coaching staff, uh, and then we'll, we'll start breaking down position groups. And then that will lead into schedule. And then after that, we'll give our predictions. And by the time we get through all that, we should be a game week show. So uh, it's going to be coming quick. Uh, <laughs> There's old it, Truman Old yeah. Truman crawling upon Casey's shoulder <laughs> But uh, So we're going to be trying to Get it out there For the listeners But uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this year I think it's a, a huge year for the program Shout out to uh, Cousin Shane On that SEC podcast I don't know if y'all listened to it I did. He's high on Mizzou, man. Yeah, I love it. With with his Homer glasses on, man, we're looking at a New Year's Six Bowl minimum. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to him, and would love to have him on one day. Uh, he he says he don't really have time right now. He can barely make his podcast. So, uh, we get that family man. Uh, you got other responsibilities and all that, but uh, I listened to that podcast today and. Is like, 
let's go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm counting his wins. You got me sold, Shane. Let's go. That's it's right, man. That's right. I mean, and he made a lot of really good points in that podcast talking about, you know, how, you know, everybody wants to count out the the South Carolina games and the Arkansas games. And, you know, then there's the games that have been really close, like the Kentucky games. And that's one reason why, you know, I want those games in the annual games that are played because that they're just such good games that more often than not, they don't go our way. But that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. But. Yeah, he made a lot of really good points, and uh, even SEC Mike's prediction had us at eight and four, which that had me tickled pink. I'd be happy with that. I'd be, I'd be good with that. that going give me that right it. now. I wouldn't right. even. Right. Yeah. No. First year Kirby Moore, and I'm rolling the dice at ten and two. Oh my god. god! I'm not, I'm not going home eight and four. I came here for the million dollars. I'm not. <laughs> Scooter might be broke, y'all. Yeah, I'm, you're uh, paper up though, deal or no deal, buddy. I'm pushing my luck. Yeah, but uh, really, really excited about getting into the preview. We we haven't had this because we started this already into football season last year. Yeah, uh, so we didn't really get to get into analyticals or previews, like you know, weekly previews. But we tried to keep them condensed because we were recapping games that had just happened. So kind of excited because I think we all three, we all love Mizzou, but we all look at the program just a little bit different. Uh, And so we're we're not just going to be, yeah, I agree with you. You know, we're all going to have different opinions and I can't wait for the the conversations we have and see who's right at the end of it. Absolutely. I hope you're right with your 12-0. I hope I'm hope I'm wrong with mine. <laughs> Good enough for me. If we get twelve wins, I want fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> win them all. That's it. That's it. Well, appreciate Mickey five seven three T's. Go check him out. Uh, follow, like, subscribe at Mizzou Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Check us out on Facebook at Woods Water Mizzou. Uh, great episode. And really looking forward to the summer when we actually get to talk about what might be. Sure. Yeah, this um, this episode, I mean, it's obviously going to come out tomorrow morning. Uh, it'll come out on a, a Thursday morning or Thursday at some point, if everything goes according to plan. Um, I put it out on Instagram today, uh, at Zoopod, that if you guys want to come on and do something like uh, like Mickey did today, hop on this for 20, 30 minutes, talk, you know, Mizzou sports and, and your history into it. Um I think I speak for everyone here. Shoot any one of us a DM on Twitter. Um, yep. I run the Instagram. Case runs Facebook. So we are reachable on multiple platforms. Social. Yeah. If you want to get on, let us know. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll get you queued up. Yep, absolutely. Also, uh, like, subscribe to the fa- to the YouTube. Um, please like the Facebook. Please like Instagram. Follow us on socials. Help us get us out there a little bit. I can't even boost posts on Facebook until I get more followers. So <laughs> I need more people to even look at it. We need everybody's grandma to come on. And that's the thing. So if all these listeners come on and then they share it, then, you know, everybody's grandma is going to see it on Facebook. And be like, oh, oh, dude, for real. My mother-in-law hey. shares everything we do on the Facebook. She's our God biggest fan her. on there. <laughs> right? God bless her. Does My she wife's have mom fan? is the best. Does she have her top fan badge yet? I think she's the only one with one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good deal. We didn't really get to have outdoors t- 
talk this week. That's okay. We'll we'll, we'll bring that back uh, another episode. Just we try to keep these around an hour because we know yeah. uh, most of our listeners are like us and working and families and all that. So we don't want to uh, keep you all day or all night. Yep, I'm shooting a three tournament this weekend, so I'll have news on that next week. There you go. Alrighty, fellas. Was well, always M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.